We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Stacy Dales, NFL Network correspondent. Here at Hallis Hall, as expected, continued buzz around the quarterbacks, especially when it comes to the 11th overall pick, Justin Fields. Breaking down the latest from the Bears beat and news from around the NFL. George McCaskey and the Chicago Bears have a lot of digging to do. They need to do a good job this time around. New head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus. Where, where do we even start? Start at HITS? Do we start at the HITS acronym? Former WNBA All-Star. And the ball stolen away. Didn't see her coming, and Perkins gets the clean steal over to Dales. Easy land. Stacey Dales off a beautiful feed from Elaine Powell. Stacey Dales with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Wow. Struggled on that word for some reason. Uh, always a delight to talk to Stacey Dales, and she joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Stacy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Uh, I'm kind of torn this week because of the uh, obvious tragedy that took place on Monday night, um, which has just shaken the entire football landscape and really. I would just say the entire sports landscape uh, regarding DeMar Hamlin and, and his condition. So it's been a challenging week just as a football fan, as somebody who's very invested as a journalist in the NFL and, and obviously knowing these teams and what they're going through and then just the impact that this has had um, on such a grand scale, I think. I mean, it's, it's been, uh, you know, there's still so much uncertainty, which is very difficult. Along those lines, Stacy, ESPN's Coley Harvey has tweeted out in the, within the hour that per Jordan and DeMar's family, doctors overnight got promising readings that they had mm-hmm. been hoping to see by this morning. Jordan could go could not go into specifics, but progress appears to be made. Everybody's sort of waiting for that update. Everybody's sort of hoping that it will be good news, and no news is good news. But I wonder um, – is do you feel like players as they report back to work today how will mm-hmm. they handle the public aspect of it? how will they handle the private trepidation they may feel this is a very much unprecedented territory yeah and and david the takeaway as we've slowly awaited and been patiently sort of following this process there has been incremental you know, progress made. Um, the, where it stands with the Buffalo Bills, for instance, today is, is they're they're going to have they're going to hold meetings today. Uh, there will be a walkthrough, um, which essentially means they're not going to practice. 
there's going to be no media availability. I would anticipate that'll be the case all week because, to your point, David, um, why put these young men and personnel members in positions to be answering questions? I mean, just from my standpoint, yesterday I was supposed to be on NFL Now, which is our you know reporter news show from 12 to 2 Central Time. Well, our entire production approach changed because of the tragedy. And um, with, with this young man in ICU, in critical condition, uh, obviously had to be resuscitated twice because his heartbeat stopped twice, as his uncle has revealed to multiple news entities, uh, his uncle Dorian Glenn, and talked to our Cameron Wolf, who was covering that game, so ended up staying in Cincinnati to obviously – with with urgency report on this situation and um how do you talk about it as players i think we're going to see around the nfl it's not going to be about football this week this is going to be about a life and death matter and that's how we've approached it at the nfl network and and so from yesterday's standpoint i didn't go on our shows because we didn't know enough and so we, we left it to, you know, fewer cooks in the kitchen, if you will, right? You don't want as many voices involved until we get more definitive details. And right now the NFL and the league is trying to not only work through how we approach this futuristically, but, you know, how these teams are handling it, how they're dealing with it. Um, and all we can continue to do as far as, you know, the young man is concerned is continue to pray for him. I believe in the power of prayer for sure. And, uh, you know, that's been my central focus. This is such a, uh, a moment of humanity, I would say, when you have the biggest sport on the earth that touches so many people in such a way uh, because of how we saw the incident happen and transpire and, and then to know so many beautiful things about DeMar Hamlin and his family and the fight that he's in. So uh, there's just so much to be determined, guys, that uh, we, we're all kind of waiting. Um, I'm, I'm on TV today. I'm on TV tomorrow on our NFL Now show. And for all intents and purposes, my game this week is Green Bay, Detroit. But there's still so much we need to know. And, and I'm so grateful for every little bit of information that we get that he is progressing and breathing a little bit better each day. You know, and we talked about it, um, obviously, you know, following it. Uh, the the, uh, the incident on, on Tuesday morning and, and just how remarkable it was to see all the people on the sidelines, all of the medical professionals, all of them uh, from both sidelines, you know, kind of gathered together. All of these people that have done, you know, so much work to prepare themselves for a moment like that to to come to his rescue and to effectively save his life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very disturbing. The, this idea that his heart stopped again is very scary. But it, you know, there there is, you know, there's a lot of really hardworking people that are connected to this that are that are kind of these like silent heroes. You know, people that that go ahead and do their job. And th- and it it made me think about all the people that have to do that on a daily basis here in our city. You know, all the people that yeah. are are. Um, you know, doing such extraordinary work and saving lives or dealing with these horrible uh, moments that that uh, other people don't ever have to see. It, it's just, you know, there's a lot of heroes out there on a regular basis. And it, it just reminded me a little bit of of um, of how how um, when you have a tragedy, people can come together and you can see 
just this remarkable skill in, in our citizenry that, that is really something to behold. Molly, it's such a good point. We got on Monday, sadly, unfortunately, because you don't want these situations ever, um, we got a real-time vantage point of true first responders that we take so often for granted. And if any of them are listening now, um, you are the champions, truly. Whether it's the medical personnel, emergency personnel, emergency doctors, the emergency wing at a hospital, um, firefighters, police officers, I mean, it, the, the gamut of first responders who do save lives. And we saw uh, a young man's life being saved. And right. when you see the pain in other people, the pain comes out of you. So I couldn't help but be sitting there watching this unfold on Monday evening and be in tears because I'm a person and I'm a human. And when you see a Stefan Diggs sobbing, like heaving in tears because his brother and friend and teammate is in a, a life or death situation. It is, it is absolutely shocking to your system. And, you know, I tried to put myself in the shoes of these players this week, especially those on both the Bengals and the Bills who have games to play, if you can imagine this week, right? Like I'm thinking about how do we even go there right now? Because they still don't know if their brother in Buffalo who have to play the Patriots this week. And um, I think the Bengals play the Ravens. Like they have to go about work right now, but they don't know. So like oftentimes when you're in a locker room and one of your teammates suffers a catastrophic injury. Okay. So let's say it's um, they blow their knee out entirely. They're not in the facility. They're not there. You're as a teammate, like walking in the next day and they're not there and you're not even sure what the injury is, how long they're going to be out, how to even address them because of, Oh, they just lost a whole year of their athletic career. Well, imagine taking that to a, an exponential 10 number where now you're walking in and it's not a blown knee. It's not a torn Achilles. It is your teammate is literally on life support on a ventilator in ICU and you don't know if he or she is going to live. That is the, the, the bone chilling feel that I think we all can, can sense and that I can certainly sense. Um, just being somebody who represents the National Football League and what I do. So <clears throat> this is an extreme situation. Football doesn't really matter right now, but we have a Week 18 that we're having to navigate towards in terms of how we're reporting. I'm still waiting on details, for instance, guys, today as to how I'm approaching forecasting my game for the weekend because right now, I mean, we, we are in a so, so somewhat dire time in terms of we need to know that that he is going to be okay and david i'm glad you brought up the update because uh we are getting these updates throughout and it does seem promising so i'm extremely encouraged uh i just pray that his lungs are restored that he is able to breathe on his own and that he can make just every bit of progress possible to to go about his life in a normal capacity and as the league waits and worries stacy well put but the, the anxiety and concern grows. And I just wonder, because it is such a big ask, you're, you're, you're looking around the league, and I know they're paid well, and this is football, and it is the gladiator sport and all that. But you cannot also be the, the league that embraces mental health initiatives and then ignore the mental health realities of what you're asking your players to do. In that context, 
Do you still think it's possible that week 18 is moved to week 19 and there are no games this weekend out of respect of what you just described uh, because of the, the trepidation that all these players and all these coaches and all these cities are going through this week? I don't think anything is out of the realm of possibility because we made it through a pandemic season, the true 2020 pandemic season. Uh, but I do recall that year we didn't miss a single game. We moved games a lot, if you guys gentlemen recall, right? We had games on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I mean, you had seven days a week where there could be an NFL game. They made it happen. Um, I'm not comparing that to this, two entirely different um, situations. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility this week. I don't know enough. I can't answer, David, the question, are we going to move it? How are they going to decide seeding? Is it going to be by win percentage? I think that would be if, if this game is, is basically voided, right, between mm-hmm. the Bengals and the Bills from week 17, if this is now just looked upon as this game is voided, Buffalo is still 12 and 13, and, and um, you know, we go about it that way. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Cincinnati's 11 and 4. It's obviously a significant uh, race in the AFC for seeding. I don't know. I know everything's on the table. I do know that based upon a couple of people I've talked to, but how could it not otherwise be, right? So, yeah, you're right. From a mental health standpoint, this is, like I said, you know, you you go through as players where your teammates have significant injuries, especially at the NFL level, but never where, rarely have we ever seen a situation like this, which the oddity and nature of this, to have a player literally – in ICU in critical condition and was resuscitated, right, from cardiac arrest twice, as the uncle revealed, twice his heartbeat stopped. So it's very serious. And, you know, I think I'm, I'm in wait mode, guys. So I'm sitting here waiting on how we're doing our show today. I think it's going to be like this all week long. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I think the NFL has done – kind of what they have to do. You know, I, I mean, I'm not saying that they haven't done the right thing. I'm saying they've done what they've had to do as this is going on. They, they suspended the game. Uh, it, you know, people are arguing, was it a timely fashion? Well, who cares? They did what they had to do. And I don't know if it was the players refusing to play or if that'll come out. I, I don't really care. But they didn't yeah. try to finish it. And then they announced yesterday, well, we're not going to play it this week. That, these are yeah. all the decisions, you know, yeah, do you think? These are the right decisions as you move forward, and, and they're doing, they're just responding to the information we have in the only way that they can, and I, I think that's yeah. the right way to do it. I agree, Molly. I mean, I, listen, people can argue they should have canceled it sooner. You or I could argue it should have been canceled sooner. I think they were reacting based upon uncharted territory in many respects. You know, when you, you're you trained as an athlete to, um, when there's a weather delay, you're, and this is not a weather delay, but when you're, when you're, when you're, when the game changes, right, kickoff time isn't normal, you're trained, there are, there are protocols in place per your team where you're ready to get back up and go. When you're an athlete and you, your, your, your kneecap pops out of place, your mentality is, well, I can play through this, I'm going to get back up and go. Well, this was totally different. You can't just get back up and go when your teammate isn't in a life or death situation. So there were a lot of phone calls happening during that time while these teams were on the field. 
in unison praying for their brother. And there were so many moving parts, as now I've learned about, that I think the NFL did everything it could in the time that it was working with to make the right decisions. Um, so now as we get progress, we, we do take steps forward each day. And so when I think about like the Chicago bears um, and their season, it, it becomes irrelevant to me um, in many respects, whether they're 13 and three or 13, uh, 13 and uh, three and 13 or, uh, you know, three and 14 after their game this weekend. I mean, we're going to, we're going to sort of talk about, well, is Justin Fields going to play? Is he not going to play? I mean, to me, it's many respects irrelevant as far as what's taking place this week and what kind of progress the Bears have made. But there are still teams out there, and we're still moving forward, and we're still going to go into the offseason and talk about their draft picks. Do they have the second overall? Do they have the first overall? Um, it's just a really dicey week. We've never seen this before, and we're taking it very delicately at the NFL, I can tell you that. Obviously, and you handled it well, Stacy. But before we let you go, one football question: If you yep. do play this game, and you're the Bears, and you're Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles, would you play Justin Fields? Uh, if he's healthy, yeah, I, I would. I mean, I would think Justin Fields would want to play. He's a competitor. He's an NFL player. If he's healthy, why not? Because um, you don't want him to get hurt. I I would argue that that. You know, I almost in many respects wish that we had a system in the NFL where nobody knew what the draft picks were before the season ended. <laughs> I just I wish we could figure out a way to change that and blanket it. Because you, you, you're going to speculate, well, are they going to try to lose this game? I don't ever think teams are going to try to lose games. But if that, like, ever creeped into anybody's mind, that's when injuries really can start happening. Like you're just, you don't want to see any player, especially a franchise quarterback get hurt. Um, especially when you're down to such personnel in so many capacities. I mean, you know, the bears have been just ravaged with injuries to their, some of their, their better players. So um, it's been hard, you know, as he goes for the rushing record, does he even care about the rushing record? You know, he's got, he needs 63 yards to be, to have the most all time in a single season to jump, jump, you know, leapfrog Lamar Jackson from 2019. Is that a concern to him? I don't think that's the way he wants to play because when you, when you throw for 30 passing yards last week against the lions, that's not very good. Um, do you, does he want to throw it more? Can they throw it more? Is, does he have the max pack, pass protection that he needs? with the receivers he has, I don't know. So it's just, it, I would, I would almost answer it this way, David. I, I would think the bears probably would had wished the season was over last week in week 17 um, so that they could move forward, right. And start their off season plans. Um, but here we sit with a very, a very, you know, difficult week 18, unlike we've ever had before because of a, a young man's life in Cincinnati hospital right now. So there's a lot of perspective, I think, that we all need to continue to have as we go through this week. Stacy, great stuff. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Stacy. You guys are great. See ya. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.